All right, we are live. Welcome. This is Oran Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. Share this out, share this out, share this out. It's Friday night. <clears throat> Pardon me, my like a phlegm. <clears throat> Welcome. Okay, so I'm back on the air. I wasn't on the air on Wednesday, right? A lot of stuff going on, man. <laughs> the world is 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 um, crazy, but not in the way that everybody thinks, right? So I'm going to run down some of the stuff that's going on uh, in front and behind the scenes. Stuff that's going on, I even took notes, man, because some of the stuff in that religion that is uh, nefariousness, uh, they're all, first of all, they're starting to eat each other publicly. They were already starting to eat each other a while ago, but now they're eating each other publicly, right? Things like Elon Musk, who was their hero a year ago, is now the devil, right? <laughs> because all of a sudden he wants to bring back free speech on um, Twitter. And you get a lot of the employees going, we were hoping, we were hoping that, you know, you were going to expose this algorithm thing to the world trying to save their jobs. Because 95% of all the people that work for tr Twitter are progressives openly. And that was also brought out with a bunch of undercover film. If you guys haven't seen those, you should take a look at those. Right. The guy actually said no one on Twitter believes in free speech. <laughs> right. So that's the way it's been. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So welcome. Welcome, Tony. Welcome, Denise. Welcome, whoever else is, is out there. Like I said, share this out, share this out, share this out. I'm back on uh, Friday. I don't have time to share this, but uh, hopefully you guys will. Uh, we'll let people uh, come in. So I put down the state of the world uh, because I've had a lot of uh, um, a lot of conversations behind the scenes and a lot of because a lot of stuff going on. Uh, let's start with we just had a full moon on Monday that was a super moon that we had a full lunar eclipse. If you're in the United States, you got to see that. Right. Um, I, I forgot that it was even happening, was unaware of it even happening. And uh, I was in bed getting ready to go to sleep and I had my bedroom window open. And all of a sudden I hear this guy talking to I didn't know he was standing right outside my house in the parking lot. Um, and he was somebody was walking by with a dog and he obviously felt uncomfortable because he's just sitting there staring up at the sky. And people look at you weird when you do that. I've done that a few times where you're looking at stuff up in the sky, the sun for, a, you know, or the moon for a uh, something like that, an eclipse one way or the other. And people don't, aren't aware of it. And all of a sudden they're looking at you like, what's this guy doing staring up at the sky, right? Hey, look, a plane, a bird, a plane. Wait, it's Superman. Uh, so he then he spoke up and said, uh, yeah, Peter, welcome. He spoke up and, and said, uh, uh, oh, it's a, a lunar eclipse. So it's almost over now. But I was watching that and I heard that. And was like, oh, wow, I totally could have saw it because all I had to do was look out my bedroom window and I could have saw it because all the windows in my house face east. Right. Because we're on in the apartment that we live in. We don't have any windows facing west, north or south. We're all east. So I could have just looked out the window and I, I had already known that because the day prior I was closing the, the blinds in the living room and I was standing there looking at the moon. Right. So. Anyways. Uh, so with that going on with all kinds of retrograde stuff like Mercury and Taurus and a few other things in retrograde, Sagittarius, they think it was crazy. 
um, that energy did a lot of weird things to a lot of people. Got a lot of people very emotional. I didn't have any issues with it. Normally I do, but this time I was prepared, made sure I was prepared and didn't really have any issues with the moon, but a lot of other people did. Right. Reese, welcome from down under. Welcome, brother. So there's a lot of stuff going on that people may you guys may or may not know about. OK, um, first of all, here in the United States, we have all kinds of midterm elections that are, uh, that are going to be happening right now. We already have uh, elections happening uh, in uh, like seven states. California is coming up here in, in June uh, as well. I already have my early voting ballot that I'm going to fill out and mail back in. Uh, and, and, you know, deliver so that it doesn't get absconded by uh, somebody uh, in the in the interim um, to get that uh, taken care of. There's no way I could go and stand in line, and, you know, with, with uh, problems I have right now. I'm still rehabbing my foot and I have arthritis. Out. Craziness, right? Voting today in Australia, right? Yeah, I know. That's uh, that's the other thing that's going on in a lot of places, uh, not just uh, in the United States, a lot of places. So it's very important. Uh, you know, or I should say in the in the slang of America, very important drives me crazy when people ask me a question and I say, well, that's an important question. Right. People in America, we're getting really sloppy with our our. Uh, but then again, language just evolves. So eventually we're going to be like the French and we're going to drop off all the syllables in most of the words and just go. And everybody knows what we're talking about. Right. The Irish already do that in the West. Those of you who are in Ireland, in Ireland, you know what I'm talking about, right? They already do that in the West. No one knows what they're saying. People in the West don't even know what they're saying, right? So it's kind of like that here in the United States, too. We have areas in the United States, especially down in Louisiana in the bayou, where they call Mushmouth. They have to put a translator up for those swamp people shows for people to understand what they're saying. I think it's hilarious because I can understand them, right? Okay, so there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Uh, let's start with over here in the United States. A beautiful thing happened today. Let me pull up the page here so I can get his name correctly. Nancy Pelosi. That's not the name that I was trying to get correctly, but Nancy Pelosi and a bunch of these other uh, progressive Democrats here in the United States consider themselves Catholics and Roman Catholics. So if you're a Catholic or a Roman Catholic, especially I know because I was baptized Roman Catholic. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm an Irish Catholic, but I was uh, baptized Roman Catholic. And that is the most stringent uh, and orthodox, ancient orthodox ideology that goes back 2000 years. And they haven't changed much. Right? They haven't changed much. So the the um, Christian, first of all, most Christian religions uh, around the world and definitely Catholicism uh, believes in pro-life. So there's a lot of these progressives who consider and call themselves a Catholic, including Sleepy Joe, right? And, uh, you know, a bunch of these others, uh, Nancy Pelosi being one. And they've been talking about abortion. So let me put my glasses on here so I can read this. So the archbishop in uh, San Francisco, California, who would be in charge of uh, almost all of the West Coast of the United States of America, as far as the Roman Catholic Church is concerned. His name is Salvatore Cordelione, Italian, right? And it might be Cordelione. I don't know how exactly that's pronounced, but it's it's C-O-R-D-I-L-E-O-N-E. So it could be either Cordelione or Cordelione. Either way, he's an Italian, um, Roman Catholic. And... He um, 
he barred Nancy Pelosi from taking communion in any church because of her stance on abortion. Now, it wasn't like this was, and he even says that it wasn't politically motivated, that it had to do with church doctrine, and he tried to contact her several times uh, to discuss that, sent voice messages and uh, letters in writing as to why he wanted to talk to her and what about. She ignored him, so he um, then said that, and of course, the headline is Evil Archbishop bars Pelosi from communion over abortion sentence. Evil. So now he's evil because he's barring her over a 2,000-year doctrine of pro-life. And that he's upholding because he's a Roman Catholic archbishop. And so now, in the mind of the progressives, he is evil. Right? Most of the progressives don't even believe in God anyways. They're atheists. That's part of their problem. Okay, so I thought that was hilarious uh, that, and, and she hasn't said anything and there's no remarks and I'm sure she's going to come out just like all the rest of them. They can't help themselves. She's going to come out and, and talk smack about him and call him evil and, and say all these nasty things about an archbishop. Now, those of you who are in other religions, you may not understand what the weight of that, how high up that is on the change. An archbishop is right below a cardinal, which is right below the pope. Okay. <laughs> so there's there's only a couple of steps up from where he's at to the big guy, right? To Jesus's big guy, right hand man. You know what I'm saying? So so she thinks Nancy Pelosi is so big fucking headed, pig headed is what I should say. She's so big headed that she believes the church should change its ideology because she, like she's somebody bigger than an archbishop in the Roman Catholic Church, which has close to 3 billion followers on the planet. Nancy Pelosi doesn't have 3 billion followers. She's lucky if she has a million. Okay? Well, I'm a co-equal branch of the government of the United States. I have a piece of wood that we call this thing a gavel, and I get to bang it on shit. Because you have a fucking wooden mallet, all of a sudden you think you're in charge? It's not the fucking spirit destiny, lady. And you're not fucking Jesus Christ. You're Nancy fucking Pelosi. That's nobody. When you die, in the next five minutes, when you kick off and die, no one's going to fucking remember you. Except for your husband and a few other people and maybe your nephew, Gavin Newsom, the guy who's about to lose his job as governor in the state of California in June when he gets voted out of office. So the progressives are chewing on themselves now. Wayne, welcome. Uh, the, the, yeah, she is an idiot, Denise. Denise, she's an idiot. She is an idiot. So the progressives are now chewing on themselves publicly, and so is the Republican Party, because you guys have to remember, I'm neither party. I am not a Republican, nor am I a Democrat. Okay? I, have, I, have, I would choose anarchy, but that's sort, of a, you know, that's sort of against the whole purpose of being an anarchist, right? You can't call yourself an anarchist and then, and then register as a political party as an anarchist, right? So I register in their, little, in their little religion as no party affiliation just so that I have a voice in their, in their religion when it comes time to vote. Otherwise, I'm an anarchist. I don't believe there should be any fucking government whatsoever telling anybody what the fuck to do. People can figure their own shit out. If somebody's nefarious, it usually gets figured out with pitchforks and flames and a dead guy. Right? So guys who get caught because they raped other guys' daughters, 
We don't have to pay for them for the next 50 years while somebody fucking appeals and combs through everything with a fine tooth comb and a microscope up everybody's ass to find out if they crossed every T and dotted every I. Uh, and then we can let the motherfucker back out to do nefarious shit again. We off his fucking ass, chop his fucking head off, chop his penis off and bury his ass head first in the fucking ground. And guess what? Problem solved. Okay. That's how things were done in the old world. And people didn't want to get caught doing nefarious shit because of that. Nowadays, it doesn't fucking matter because the people who are nefarious are the ones that are in charge and they let everybody out. So you can go and shoot a cop and be out in two days and shoot another fucking cop or go after the one you missed. That's happening in the United States. Okay. So that shit's going to change, right? All right. So here's a funny one, right? Okay. This, I want to, I want to preface this with let's go back in time now, America and the world to 2016 when we had an election. And in that election, we had two people that were running to become the president. One was orange and six foot six, and the other one was a little teeny grape with gray hair who was about five foot four, okay? And the one who was five foot four, she belonged to the progressive party and uh, the nefarious religion. The other guy also did by his blood and by his uh, DNA, but he wasn't so much a part of that party as the other one was. And he kind of is not one of those people that were all about himself. And even though he's egotistical and can't shut up and, and make stupid tweets, but that's neither here nor there. Cause he's really smart. And he does that shit to piss everybody off. Right. And they thought they shut him up because it took him off Twitter. That's fucking hilarious. Right. Oh, Donald Trump's gone. He's not on Twitter anymore. Cause that's the only platform on the planet that anybody can speak on. Right. Um, no. <laughs> well, we got rid of that other one that he was on. That one we took care of real quick. Yeah, that one did. You did take care of that one. And guess what? There's more. And we're not telling you where he's at. And you guys can't find him because you don't know. He's on the dark web and we all watch his shit every day. And he's still texting and tweeting all that shit. It's just not called a tweet there. You guys are fucking stupid. Oh, and guess what? You guys are getting bought out, and then Twitter's going to go back to the national highway of everybody gets a free say, and there's going to be a lot of people having strokes, and we hope that half of them die. Okay, so, and they're going to be Republicans and Democrats because they don't want to fucking hear it. Right. That's why I love Tucker Carlson. If you guys don't watch him, remember why I hate Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I bet you do. If you have a D or an R after your name, you don't like that man at all. There's quite a few people that you don't like that you guys want to erase. Okay, so here's this is cool. Now, going back to that election in 2016, I remember I talked about because this happened to me. I was in a chat room and we were talking about the election and what was going on. And some man came in, never saw him before, never saw him again came in and said, this is what happened. There was a conversation within the DNC and Hillary Clinton's platform and her people. And she asked the question, what is Donald Trump going to come after us? How is he going to come after us? And they said, well, he's going to come after you because of the uranium one thing and collusion with Russia, which hasn't been investigated, even though I've read the investigation and that'll come out eventually one day. And some of you guys don't even know what I'm talking about. So, and it's not, it's not Benghazi, which was bad enough. This was actually worse, a hundred times worse, bigger than Watergate. And it hasn't come out yet, but it will. So they said, well, he's going to come after you for the collusion. And, and so she and her team said, we need to go after him for that first. 
this guy said that and people were like, where's your source? What do you know? You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But he had a few things that he had said that got my attention. Okay. Because there were a few things that he said that, that alluded to, and not that alphabet letter um, algorithm either. Okay. Those guys were all CIA, not them. High level, still undercover personages in uh, the government. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the reference to that. Okay. And I went, wow, I wonder if that's true. And then all of a sudden, everything happened, right? And Donald Trump came out and said, they're spying on me illegally, yada, yada. Everybody in the news, everybody in the world said it was a conspiracy theory and he was lying as usual, blah, 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 blah. Let's go forward. Five years later, the Mueller investigation concludes and they say, nobody did anything wrong. We couldn't find anything about anything. And they couldn't get anybody to turn on the president. So they just charged him with whatever they could charge him with, which was nefarious shit that they got caught for doing for 10 or 20 years ago, even before they even knew Donald Trump or worked for him. But they ended up getting busted for it anyways. So the whole time, there was all of this information that a lot of certain people on the planet were saying was bullshit and all made up. And everybody called myself at yours truly and everybody else who spoke like me deleted my shit off of YouTube, off of Facebook, said we were nefarious, said that we were misinformation, disinformation and making up lies. So before the orange guy was out of office, he started a special counsel. Some of you don't know that because you don't watch any channel that tells you that. So there was a special counsel, just like uh, uh, Mueller, investigating by Durham, right? John Durham, not Robert Mueller, but John Durham. So there's an investigation ongoing that has been since the second year of the president. Uh, the orange guy's presidency. So that's like, what, four years now ongoing? And some people are being tried in court. You don't know that either because, again, you probably don't watch any of the news agencies that tell you that because most of the people are hiding it. So I'm going to tell you a little tidbit um, today. Today. So if you are on the planet right now, anywhere on the planet, you may have already heard this because this information is some 10, 12 hours, almost not quite 12, but about 10, 8 to 10 hours old. Okay. However, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager for 2016 was in court being questioned. And they asked him about leaking information about Donald Trump, the information that actually started the entire investigation, mind you, the information that Donald Trump was colluding with Russians and that he had a secret bank account in a bank in Russia that he got paid by the Russian government, if not Vladimir Putin, for certain information and corruption dealing with the election. And then this dossier appeared out of nowhere, which was paid for by the Hillary Clinton Foundation's lawyers to a firm who hired a British, um, uh, ex-British Secret Service agent who then supposedly is the one who spoke to the Russian 
who told them the information and they asked, they took that information to Hillary Clinton. We know this now because her campaign manager today was asked, was Hillary Clinton involved in the decision-making to take this information and leak it to the press? And he replied, yes. And they asked for specifics. And he said, I asked specifically to Hillary Clinton should we leak this information about Donald Trump to a press source that is loyal to us? And she said, yes. Okay. So that implicates Hillary Clinton in the information being leaked to somebody in the press that they fabricated, that she paid for, that she ordered, according to this other gentleman, who back in 2016 said, this is what she came up with and her team go after him for collusion before he can come after us with collusion. So get on it right now. And the information was then procured, invented. And when they had that ready to go, they came to Hillary Clinton and said, we have this. Should we leak this? And she said, yes. Testimony in court today by that gentleman implicates Hillary Clinton in the fabrication of information that started an investigation that became a special counsel investigation that went on for four and a half years that tried to discredit and got the president impeached not once but twice in the House and acquitted both times by the Senate and then tried to go after him to, to censor him to not be able to run ever again for public office because of information that was fabricated, that was just said in court, yes, was fabricated. And we asked her, and she gave us the go-ahead, and that's what started the entire thing. And then this other guy who's being tried said he went to the Secret Service and said, I'm not coming to you as a person who's working for a campaign. I'm coming to you as a concerned citizen over this information. And he, who worked for Hillary Clinton, was ordered, said so in his, in his deposition, to do that and give that information to the Department of Justice in the United States, who then used that information and the leaked documentation to the source uh, in the media to start an investigation which went after Donald Trump for collusion with Russia for four and a half years and got him impeached twice in the House, but acquitted both times in the Senate of the United States. Just wanted to let you know what was going on. In case you watch a channel that won't tell you about that. And that's going to say it's a nothing burger and none of it happened and it doesn't really mean anything. Okay, so they're all turning on each other and they're all uh, they're all eating each other uh the information just came out the day before yesterday and yesterday again an investigation into black lives matter and their money that they had gotten as donations and the money that they had promised through donations to give to families of uh black uh, people who were uh, in their eyes assassinated by uh the white police departments around the united states and it turns out that they gave uh, approximately uh, 4% of the money that they gathered uh, to the families and the rest they spent 
on family members creating businesses and being hired by the person who's in charge and properties that they bought for themselves, houses, mansions all over the United States and the world. And this is, information is now becoming available to the public just in case you watch a news agency that is not giving you that information. There's also an investigation going on from the Department of Justice of the United States of America into uh, possible fraud by Black Lives Matter and their expenditures of money and resources that they had been given donations that were supposed to be going to specific families and not their baby daddy, brother, sister, mom and dad for different things. Just wanted to let you know. Okay. Now, uh, on the global scale, there's a lot going on because of the weak regime in the United States and other countries that are the progressives that are in charge in these places. I agree, Denise, they should go to jail, but you and I both know that the elites, even though they're caught for red-handed doing things, murdering people, that they just don't go to jail because the people, they buy people off. And then if somebody wants to hold them accountable, they kill people off. I mean, let's be serious. The mafia has been doing it for years. So we'll, so Hillary Clinton will claim that it's bullshit. She didn't know anything about it. She'll get put out a, a statement. She'll swear it in court. She'll go to, to in front of the uh, people that are her friends. And they'll say, we took a deposition from her. And she says that person's crazy. And she didn't know anything about it. And they all did that stuff on their own by themselves. Look what the Republicans did with Oliver North so that Ronald Reagan wouldn't go to jail for the Iran-Contra scandal when they went around. The progressives then said, you can't give guns to the Contra rebels because they were backing the communist regime of Russia, who they claim is the enemy right now, uh, to to uh, get infiltrated into Central America. So the Republicans then sold guns to Iran, who at the time the Iranians were still uh, friends of the United States, who then took those guns and sold them to the Contra rebels so that that way the American government and the spearheaded by Ronald Reagan wouldn't become in trouble when they said you lied and went around Congress. So what happened was Oliver North, Lieutenant Marine Corps, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North, who I met, in, by the way, um, he said, all fall on my sword. So he claimed, he said that he ran the entire shadow government by himself without any orders from anybody else, took it all upon himself to save everybody else and the president. And what did they do? They fired him. Uh, as the uh, and he was the advisor he was the secretary advisor to the advisor of the president of the united states the military advisor he was the second uh, in in charge right and so he supposedly was running all this and all he got was fired and that was it and, they, and he didn't do any jail time and uh, and, and nothing else happened why because they they uh, appeased the public and lied to congress again and uh the, at the time the republicans were in charge and everybody backed them Okay, and everybody knows it. I mean, I know it. Anybody who's on the inside and knows anything about what goes on with the CIA and the NSA and all of that, you understand it. Those of you who are out there who I know that you know, you know who I'm talking about. Okay, so the the rich and the elite never go to jail for anything they do. They have other people fall on swords for them. So it'll be that, that those people will fall on their swords and Hillary Clinton will get away with it, including the emails, uh, even though there here's another little tidbit. There's a backed up copy of the emails that Hillary didn't know about and that that's part of the John Durham investigation. They have the 30,000 emails that Hillary Clinton 
glitch beat it and, and uh, delete it. However, even when that comes out, they'll negotiate for most of that with John Durham. That's why Bill Barr, William Barr, who was the uh, who was the uh, uh, um, uh, the uh, uh, AG, he was the Attorney General for the United States. He got scared and tired because he didn't want to get impeached. Okay, so he was a big tough guy when when uh, 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 you know when uh, Trump was in charge. As soon as Trump lost the election to to Sleepy Joe. He clammed up and got quiet because he knew they would murder him. They'd kill him, put him in jail, get rid of his family, ruin him. So he backed off. John Durham's not afraid of that. John Durham is, uh, is it, it, of course, keeping the investigation going as long as he can, which he will, uh, all the way into after the next election. Once the Republicans uh, take back the House and the Senate in the midterms here in October, uh, he won't have anything to fear because then they'll they'll have the ownership of the swamp and they'll get rid of all those people, fire the people that are in there that are that would uh, be nefarious and kill him off. And, uh, and then eventually uh, Donald Trump will win the election uh, in 2024 and all of this will go away. And then all of these investigations will start and you'll hear all of the progressives crying and saying that it's all retaliation and that it's lies and that it was made up. And the news agencies will continue to tell the lies until they get arrested. Right. And what's happening, though, here, let's go beyond that. Right. George Soros, who is a champion of the progressives, is turning on the on the progressives. So you have the rich and the elite who are getting uh, uh, getting damage done to their pocketbooks. Now, their corporations are, are uh, taking a big hit because of all this crap, woke bullshit that's going on around the world. And they don't fucking like that. And so now they're starting to turn. And now there's a coup. Uh, inside the Democratic Party to out the fucking uh, 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 progressives who who took control of the of the party. They're they're now get rid of these motherfuckers. Uh, we need them out. So there's a coup that's going on there that you guys don't know about because nobody's talking about that on the news agencies, uh, especially the ones that you listen to, unless you're watching the news agencies that are telling you the truth. Okay, so. The progressive agenda worldwide is failing, not just in the United States, it's failing everywhere. They're trying desperation moves now, like giving the World Health Organization and the United Nations uh, power over everyone's health care around the world uh, because they still want to force everybody to get that, um, you know, to get the, 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 uh, the coop, uh, um, uh, you know, stuff uh, put in your arms. I'm trying to make sure I talk around the algorithms because I've already been talking algorithm uh, um, uh, worthy, right? Uh, so they're still trying to force that on everyone because they can't make any kind of move until everybody is a body snatcher, uh, right? So, but that's still happening. Uh, so just know that, pay attention to what's going on. The only person talking about it on the air was last night, Tucker Carlson. So you should look that up, Tucker Carlson's show last night uh which today is the the 20th it's friday so anywhere you are in the world you can look that up for thursday the 19th of may tucker carlson's show watch his monologue you'll see that talk about that um the things that you have to worry about that's going on is furthering the agenda they're going ahead with that globally uh you now uh, have uh the um north koreans and the chinese both Starting to work on, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, Tucker was on tonight. I haven't seen it tonight. I'm recording it. I don't think I'm recording it. I'll have to record it. 
If not, I'll have to watch. It's always on YouTube in a day or two. Uh, so the Chinese and the North Koreans, because of uh, the sanctions that were put on the Russians and the Russian oligarchs, because of that, the Koreans and the Chinese are now securing their oligarchs so that if America tries to put sanctions, because they're also considering the fact that they may lose the elections and lose the House and the Senate and the presidency. And if the orange guy gets back into office, the first thing he's going to do is put all the tariffs back in place. So now they're now they're starting to uh, work their way around the tariffs on their oligarchs. That's the rich elite people in their in their that control their governments uh, so that the tariffs will not affect them. So they're trying to do what Putin did uh, at, towards the end there by having his girlfriends own all of his yachts and signing over the companies to his kids and family members and some obscure son or daughter that he has, a bastard son or daughter that he has somewhere else. Um, so that's what they're planning, which means that if they're doing that, that means North Korea is thinking about invading South Korea and China is thinking about invading Taiwan. So don't be surprised if in the future, before the next election, in the next few months, especially since the oligarchs in America are making so much money off of Ukraine, that's why the, the American government is so hell-bent and they have a secret war that's already been going on. If you're paying attention to American politics and listening to people on both sides of the aisle that are that are not progressives one way or the other, either progressive or ultra-conservative, and here I don't mean uh, the ultra-magas, which uh, I love the tweet that, that uh, Donald Trump, I'm sorry, he didn't tweet it because he couldn't, because he's still not back on Twitter, on Twitter, but Donald Trump put out a picture with his face overlaid over the, the, the return of the king, and, he, and they changed it to return of the ultra-maga king. Um, that was badass, by the way. Um, I don't have that or I put it up on the screen. It was hilarious. Uh, so, the, so, of course, he and his family have embraced that whole ultra MAGA crap, um, uh, which was a dud, you know, from when it started. But they thought they had something piffy. Oh, this is going to piss off everybody and, and point to them and show how bad and evil they really are. Ultra MAGA. Right. And so he was like, and then, then, you know, of course, because of that, Sleepy Joe uttered the words Ultra Mega King uh, and Donald Trump ran with that. Now it's his new title. Uh, so I think he has a website already called Return of the Ultra Mega King. Um, don't quote me on that. That's just me laughing and having fun. OK, so. So let's see, what else do we have? Um, oh, uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, sources close to Vladimir Putin, doctors his doctor and people within the government of Russia have leaked the information that Vladimir Putin is, in fact, dying. He has a blood uh, disease. I'm not sure what it is. Some people say he has cancer of the blood. Uh, other people say he has a blood disorder. Either way, like leukemia or something, whatever it is, he's dying from it. Okay. And they're saying that's why all of this craziness. Well, um, also, just so you know, the uh, the uh, Ukrainians have now pushed the Russians completely out of Ukraine uh, to the point where they're now fighting in the Donbass region, which was the area of operation and control on the east coast of Ukraine that uh, Vladimir Putin took in 2014, 2016 and 2018 and claimed them as independent uh, states 
the war is now fighting on the border of that Donbass region and in that region. Uh, and the Ukrainians are um, planning on pushing them out completely out of Ukraine. And there's talk by the warlords uh, of the, you know, the Third World War warmongers in the U.S. government on convincing them to invade Russia which would, in fact, if Putin is still alive, probably cause a nuclear war, which is what they want. They tried to nuke the planet back in the 90s to kill off everybody in the population. So this is their proxy war to start a war so that Putin will launch uh, nukes and they can launch nukes back and they can kill everybody on the face of the earth. Uh, and only they will live underground and off world. I know I'm going to lose a bunch of you right there, but be careful uh, with that. Um, everybody is allowing, if you keep allowing them to, to give all this money to Ukraine, uh, we as, a, as a, a group of people that are around the world should um, stop them from allowing them to run helter-skelter and invade Russia. They should stop at their sovereign border and talk to the Russian people, get rid of Vladimir Putin if he in fact is crazy, um, and, you know, and then go from there. So we now have Sweden, supposedly, and Norway both wanting to join NATO which would, would change the, the, the border uh, of NATO that Russia was worried about, that Vladimir Putin was worried about with NATO uh, to a thousand mile border, uh, which is really going to freak him out. So just them talking about it uh, is, uh, is unheard of. One country has been uh, you know, neutral for 150 years, another one for over 50 years. Both of them have come out and said, we want to join NATO because this man is crazy and he's going to invade us next. He already talked about invading other countries. So they're worried that if, if, he, that if he wins, which he's not going to, uh, it's unfortunate because he's not part of the cabal, uh, but he's lost his, his mind and he's aligning himself with the Chinese and doing stupid shit. Everybody thought that his military was going to collapse Ukraine in three days. Uh, they were underestimated completely, overestimated by about a thousand percent. The piece of shit military, uh, 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 you know, that uh, the Russians had. They, the government of Russia, just today got together and signed a bill that would allow uh, a, a special emergency bill that would allow. Uh, the uh, construct of uh, any volunteers, but otherwise construct of uh, men inside of Russia between the ages of 40 and 45 because they don't have anybody to fight in the military anymore. And now they're trying to get some of these old retired soldiers that were there in the military 20 and 30 years ago uh, to come out of the out of the closet, out of retirement to go to because they're battle hardened from back in 2016, 2014, 2012, when they fought in the different wars, when they took Crimea and the Donbass region. They're looking for soldiers that can fight because these uh, uh, young kids that they're uh, constructing and getting into their uh, don't want to fight and they don't have a heart for it because they don't believe in it, which rightly so they shouldn't. You don't hear about that being talked about too much on American television. If you're overseas, you might know some of this information. So we don't know for certain, but we I had already heard that it was possible that Putin was dying. Now we have some um, credible evidence from several sources close to him, uh, doctors, many doctors, uh, Russian doctors, not American doctors, Russian doctors have uh, said that. So that's a very good possibility. And if not, they want everybody to believe that. So there's a possibility either way that either the Russian government is planning to topple uh, Putin or he is, in fact, dying. Uh, and they're uh, hoping that that'll happen sooner rather than later. So we'll see what happens with all of that. Pay attention to all of that. Now let's look at 
you know, kind of the domestic front here in America. We have 250,000 uh, illegals coming across the border every single um, week, I think they said now. Uh, and it's going to be 500,000 uh, in, in, uh, a week starting in the next few days. Uh, so we're going to have two and a half million people per month showing up inside the United States that we're aware of. Uh, and because of that, it's taxing everything. It's going to tax everything in the United States. We're going to we're already having a food shortage. Look what's going on with this uh, this baby formula shortage. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, this is a, a failing, even though, um, you know, oh, we're expediting all of this. But everybody knew about it in October. Nobody did anything about it. Why didn't we go to the other 60 uh, percent of the companies that are uh, that are producing in the United States or around the world and ask them to increase production back in November or December when everybody knew that the factory was going to be closed and they couldn't pass the test to open the factory. And once they do anyways, it's going to take them a month and a half to get anything to the stores. So even if they were to open it today, we still have another two months before anything's in the store. And as soon as anything hits the store, everybody's going to buy it out like they did toilet paper. So you're going to have people hoarding it for fear that it's going to happen again. So you're going to still have a problem going into the the election time period. I don't have any information that that, inf that, that was happening on purpose because of the other side, uh, the Republicans making it happen. Um, although they just didn't tell the Democrats that they should do something about it. So their complacency is kind of the same as it is with the southern border. You have people on both sides that aren't doing anything and haven't done anything in it forever since and, you know, since America has been America to do anything about that border, because both the, uh, the Democrats and the Republicans, most of the politicians on both sides benefit from the slave labor that is being uh, brought in because either they or their relatives in some way either own stock or directly own companies that need that slave labor uh, to work for them. So uh, because Americans are fat and lazy and won't do those jobs because they don't pay enough. Uh, and so they have to have slave labor. And they so they have that. They just call them migrant workers uh, and pretend that they're not um, uh, slave labor. We all know they are. They were the, uh, the Irish were that way until the Irish got organized and started the unions. Then they had to send the Italians in to take the unions away from the Irish and shut them up. But then the Italians didn't shut up. So they had to to go after the Italians. So they hired the Irish to then go after the Italians. A lot of you don't know that Whitey Bulger and all those guys. Um, if you saw the movie, the Westies or the, or the, uh, the unforgiven, you realize that, that the, it was the Irish that, that took down the mobs because they became the mobsters again after the mobsters took it from them because the government told them to do it. So now the government hired the guys that they got out of office to put the, take the other guys out of office. And now they're all just gone legit and they're all businessmen and fat cats. And now their pocketbooks are getting hit because of the whole inflation shit. So now they're turning on the government. Um, if you guys don't know anything about the geopolitical uh, uh, ideology of what's going on here, uh, take a civics lesson and an economics lesson, and you'll see that the guys who took over for Al Capone are now the guys that run corporations that I'm not going to mention for fear that there will be backlash. You just know that I worked for a company that I went to, Don Don. Uh, he was a Don, and his name was Don, so we called him Don Don. Uh, I went to Don Don, and I said, you know, it's strange, uh, the company that I work for, um, all of the money that we get goes to Chicago, but our paychecks come from Arizona. And he looked at me and said, Leo, you need to be careful. You work for the outfit. Are you aware of that? And I said, well, we kind I kind of thought they were because of that, but I just kind of wanted to get, he says, Leo, 
don't don't rock that boat. Just be careful. You work for the outfit. Know that. I said, okay. He said, what's the name of the company? And I told him, and he says, with Leo. That's the outfit. So <laughs> I worked for them for 10 years. Okay, so I worked for the outfit for 10 years. Okay, so, uh, yeah, and, and the shit that I saw and the shit that they did was definitely the fucking mafia, okay? There was some real serious gangster shit going on all the time from the lowest level to the highest level, and everybody just kind of looked the other way and, hey, you a wise guy? I'm a wise guy. Hey, you know, it's a, it's a fugazi, and you just, even the Irish, and so those of you who don't know, the Irish mob and the, and the Italian mob worked a lot together off and on throughout the years. Watch the movies I told you about. And you'll see those are true stories. Okay, so so they all went legit. That's why you don't hear about this crime stuff going on. And so what they do now is they, they use the slave labor as the non-legit. So that's why we're not doing anything about this uh, this gangs, Mexican you know cartels. MS-13 is what they're calling this uh, fake cartel uh, or cartels, right? They're calling it MS-13 like there's only one, you know, like they did with the uh, with the other ones. I forgot what they were called, the Metellin and the and the other ones uh, at the time uh, back in the 80s, um, which was also a fake war that I lost a few friends. Uh, because of, and some made it back, but never made it back, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I, I had to watch that happen during that whole fake invasion. And uh, a buddy of mine has pictures and in, in keepsakes from Manuel Noriega's house, pictures of him sitting on his literally solid gold toilet. Not kidding. <laughs> Not kidding. Okay. He's in his 40s now. He actually might be in his early 50s now, uh, not Manuel Noriega. So that was fake. Then it was fake. Now those the people in Mexico and Central America and South America are have now become the new bad guys. They're the peasants in the minds of the government. If you watch, um, there's a couple of movies. One is is uh, uh, Two Guns, right? I think that's what that was called. The one with uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg and. Uh, and um, Denzel Washington, where they were both, one was Secret Service for the military and one was a DEA agent, and they were both undercover and didn't know the other guy was, and, and they were both trying to get the other guy busted. Uh, then they both got turned uh, over and burned, and then they had to go against the government. The CIA was there. Bill Paxton, rest his soul before he died, uh, played the part of a CIA agent. You really get a good idea in there as to the truth of how the CIA actually is in real life and i know this to be true and those of you out there who know who you are that i know that you know that like you know here i am you know that i know norton for those of you who know what the honeymooners is because i know that you know that i know that you know norton um but you know what i'm talking about and you know who you are uh so the way that they're actually treated in real life these kings and queens and heads of state in um other governments the way they're actually treated by this uh, elites who believe they own the earth, um, they're treated worse than you or me. We're just ignored and then treated like shit. But they're treated like slaves uh, to their face. Okay, so so all of that and the fentanyl that's coming over here, that, come on, guys, the, that's, that's the oligarchs here in America that have, uh, and this has just been proven too, by the way. This came out yesterday. Uh, that they, they looked into, did an investigation uh, 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 into 
uh, the owners of the NBA because of what was going on with the NBA in China. And uh, they were like, why is the NBA so kissing the ass of the Chinese? Well, as it turns out, like back in the day when uh, the English throne was in charge, which is still kind of in charge today, um, the, the ideology and the way that things work that you guys don't know about, but they tell about it in some movies like, for instance, uh, The Patriot. Um, that uh, and before that in uh, Braveheart, which both Mel Gibson made those movies on purpose to show you this true stories, both of those, by the way, uh, they show you that what they do is the aristocrats, the lords and Danes and those people that are in their um, family circle get lands. They become oligarchs in the country that they're occupying. Okay, so. The owners of the NBA are oligarchs and they have titles in China and they have stock, not just stock, but ownership, part ownership of corporations that is owned and operated by the Secret Service and the Chinese Communist government. They share ownership with the owners of the NBA. They were giving titles like land grants to do their bidding, just like the oligarchs in our government, who I won't name, but you guys should look into that, okay? Um, and their ties to the Chinese government, just like those exact same people's ties with their children and grandchildren and brothers and sisters to the Ukrainian government and land and businesses over there, which you guys have heard about when the orange guy talked about the Bidens. And everybody in the media said that was a lie. And all of the people who came out in our government who are elected officials and said that that was a lie, in fact, are with family members if not they themselves have business ties and land and things that they're making profit off in Ukraine. This is why we're fighting so hard to keep the Ukrainians in power because of the 128, there's another reason, 128, not an, a fictitious number that I just made up out of my head, 128 bioweapons labs that our government admitted openly, did in fact exist, owned and operated by Americans in the Ukraine. Okay? You don't know about that because you don't listen to, to, to any news agency that tells you that information. Okay? But it is in fact real and true. I'm not making it up. I'm not pulling a number out of my ass. This is actual fact that you can look up if you're not lazy and you don't go, I will do a fact check on that. Because if you do, you're going to get either a Republican site or a Democrat site. And both of those sites are going to tell you that I'm bullshit. But if you go back to the actual minutes from the oversight committees that you can look up, by the way, and you can go and watch because they have to publicize it on C-SPAN, except for the top secret shit that they don't let us know about that they claim is just, you know, that's for ongoing. And some people might that are that are in areas of control and their spies in other countries might be outed and they might die if we tell you this information, which is a fucking lie. It's the information that that you don't get to know about that is their 
kids. So much so, so much so that they have made it a point in the last three weeks to talk about fucking UFOs <laughs> openly having discussions within oversight committees and then having them come out on television on all news agencies, including Fox, several days in a row to keep you from paying attention to the other investigations that are going on and the other information that I'm talking to you about because you're too busy going, what they say about UFOs? What they say about UFOs? We're going to get disclosure. Do, 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 do. Everybody's running around. We represent the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild. And you guys all think you're going to get some information from the federal government. And then they come out there and they go, well, um, we just don't really know what it is that we're seeing. And they're all UAPs, which for those of you who keep using that UFO vernacular we stopped using that 78 years ago okay we don't call them ufos we call them uaps difference big difference okay it's as different as the right twix to the left twix it is as different from a janitor and a custodian it's as different as build back better and make america strong completely different Completely different things, okay? So UAP, which means unauthorized aerial phenomenon, is not the same as a unauthorized aerial, you know the thing, the thing. You know the thing. Not the same. Unidentified flying object is not the same thing as a unidentified aerial phenomenon. It's different. One's a phenomenon. One's an object flying. The other one is an object, a phenomenon happening. Big difference. Left twig, right twigs. Big difference. Okay. <laughs> so, right. Diversionary tactics, Wayne. Absolutely, bro. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So, they know that it's over, but they're still trying to find something. That's why they they drummed up this whole leak, right, of, of the, well, uh, they're going to take away your rights. They're evil. Evil. Don't vote for them. Don't vote for them. They're going to make it. We're taking away all of your rights to say what you do with your body. Okay, so if you're in the, in, in the state of California or um, all other states but 13, Nothing changes for you. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. And this doesn't overturn. Overturn has the implication. That's why they use that word. They did this whole test just like they did with the Ultra MAGA. They did this whole test and that people have this in their mind. Overturn means from good to bad. So if, if Roe v. Wade says that abortion is legal, overturning that makes abortion illegal. That's a lie. That's not what they're doing. And that's what the, that op-ed that was written, which is not a vote that changes anything in the in the government, by the way, specifically said, if you had read it, which you can go up and look that up, because why? We, they have to publicize everything to the world. And that's how it was leaked, because it has to be public. 
But somebody st- stole it before he made it public. It wasn't supposed to go public until he wanted it to. But one of his staffers got a hold of it, and one of his staffers obviously was a progressive and gave that to the progressive and then probably went to Hillary Clinton, and she said, yeah, leak it, either that or, or uh, Barry, Hussein Obama, and he said leak it, uh, right, or the, or the DNC or the Republican National Committee. One of those bodies said, oh, you definitely leak that, because then they were have you guys running. Ch- we represent the lollipop guild, the lollipop guild, the lollipop guild. There you go again. You're out there running around waving a, a, a flag that's a that's a, a rainbow now, right? And again, diversionary tactic, like Wayne just said. Okay, so they got you doing that because now they're drumming up you guys to vote against anybody that is this evil MAGA kings people who are taking away your rights. And the truth is that's not what's happening, guys. It, by them doing that, it kicks it back to the states that are free and sovereign nations who joined a union. Okay? They're not like like if you come to the to California and you're in a Contra Costa County and you move to Yolo County, those are just counties in the state of California. They're, they're not free and sovereign nations. But the state of California was a nation, country. Do you understand that? A country. Every nation, every state of the Union of the United States were all countries. Their own territories with their own government and their own set of laws and their own uh, 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 constitutions. And they joined a union to stay together so that foreign countries, especially England, the one they just got away from with the the voting and the signing of the Declaration of Independence, they took them all to defeat this army. So they had to work together, which was also a debacle and evil. And and they signed a treaty with pirates, John Lafitte, John Lafoot. I'm not sure if it's Lafitte or Lafoot. I think it's Lafitte. And he had this entire fleet and had all these riches that he had they had stole from pirating, and they owned Florida. Florida was not a country that belonged to the United States. It was a country that belonged to Warsaw, the island, which is still there and owned by pirates, by the way, still owned by the same government that was set up by the pirates, which was all the guys, Long John Silver and all those guys. Not a joke. Look that up. They did a TV series about it called Black Flag. Right, or Black Flags, it was a whole entire series about the pirates getting together and doing the same thing to fight off the English, the French, the Spanish, and the American governments to become free. And Florida was part of their regime, and the American government signed a treaty with the pirates, and the pirates were like, well, we got to help them because they're at least you know, trying to work with us. They're not as evil as the rest, and they're going against them. The second that they won the war and pushed back the English, they immediately attacked and took over all the ships, all their money, and arrested everybody and put them all in jail and executed just about everybody. Let Jean Lafitte and a, and a small crew get escape on a on a frigate, and they escaped and, and got away, never to be seen again. And they took all that money and made it their navy and paid for their military and all kinds of shit. And the American government wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them. Look that up. Okay. So the American government started out just like the English government. And then they signed treaties with, uh, and this is why I know people are saying, oh, you went to those schools and became, no, I don't know. 
I haven't been indoctrinated. I was in public school and didn't buy into that. So I educated myself and didn't, didn't buy into that and went to my own schools and, and, uh, and understood and realized that they were trying to turn me into this progressive and, and did not let that happen. I became a hippie and stayed a hippie and then educated myself. But I'm a realist and I'm optimistic and I'm an objective. Okay. So objectively, the United States government tried to eradicate the Native Americans by committing genocide on them for 178 years. Okay. And they signed 100 and, you know, I think it's 170, 180 treaties and, and uh, upheld zero. They also gave them, uh, rounded them all up and forced them to live uh, in territories they didn't want to live in, which is down the south in Florida and, and the Panhandle and Louisiana, where it was all swampland and made them live there and, and then gave them typhoid infested um, blankets uh, and uh, gave them uh, rancid meat and food and everything to kill them all off. That's not a joke. You can look that up. I'm not making it up. And when Christopher Columbus got over here, he treated the Native Americans like slaves, raped and pillaged and beat them and forced them into submission, just like they, the way that the Europeans lived back there. Nothing changed in the new world became the old world uh, and it became the old where it stayed that way. It was just now the cousins from over there came over here and they were ruling here. And between them and the French, uh, they, they were ruling over here and the Irish uh, ruling over here. And then the Italians showed up and the Germans showed up and the hierarchy started again and look all that up. Anyway, that's the rich and the elite and all the shit that was going on throughout time, which is still going on now. So you have to realize that you're still trying to drum up this race war. Um, they've already given up on, uh, on anybody that's an American citizen and they're bringing all these other people in. They're trying to make it illegal for all of them to vote, hoping that they would vote for them, which is not working, by the way. <laughs> Overwhelmingly, the majority of those people left countries that had already been turned to a communist nation and they come here and they all see it. Everywhere that I've gone since all of this craziness really started and the lockdown started, everybody that was a foreigner that came from a country, whether they were Asian, Central American, or anywhere else in the world, then they came to America to get away from socialism and communism. They're warning me as if I don't know what's going on. You need to be careful because what we ran from is happening now here in America, and they're going to turn this country into a communist country and destroy everything and turn it into Venezuela and China and all this stuff that Russia and and I'm like, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. I got you. I'm with you. Right. Um, yeah. Wayne said new bosses, same as the old bosses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Um, so that's exactly what, what happened. And it's the same families. It's just cousins. World War One started because one German cousin tried to assassinate another German cousin. Look that up. That was back when the Habsburgs and the Hollerins, Zollerins, which became the Red Shield. Right. Which is which is. Um, oh, what is what is the Rothschild? Right. They became the Red Shield. Rothschild means Red Shield. That was the Habsburgs and the Hollerins. That was that family bloodline. They, they changed their names to the Rothschild, which literally means Red Shield. And um, they're the ones that are ruling here and over in Europe. Uh, same family. Right. And then they just integrated themselves with the Italians, which were uh, came from Vienna which goes further back a couple, three, four thousand, five thousand years ago to Mesopotamia and along the, the coast from Mesopotamia going into Africa and running across the African coast when the, the uh, you know, when, when the um, uh, 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 
when the when the Africans had their uh, their time, the bankers were the same bankers. You don't understand. You don't know that. I do. Okay. So then they eventually moved to Venice, right? And they set up shop there, and that's the maritime law that we have now. You should look into that. Uh, and they they were the Phoenicians, and before that they were the Mesopotamians. They just changed their name as they migrated when they got out of power because of their countries being uh, falling to either civil war or being conquered by the Romans or uh, the Norwegians at the time, which uh, were conquering the world before the Greeks and the Romans did. A lot of you don't know that, <laughs> right? But the Norwegians, the Vikings, conquered the known world before anybody else did. Okay, and then it was Genghis Khan who pushed the Vikings back uh, to the east, and then the Romans pushed them north, and the Greeks came in and took all of that and pushed them north even further, uh, and that's where you had the Celts, and they settled, and they and they didn't go in there because those people weren't attacking them anymore. They were raiding and pillaging, but they weren't they weren't raiding and pillaging the Greeks, and the Greeks moved out to the rest of the world, and that's when Alexander took over from his father. You guys, if you know anything about military history and uh and stuff that's going on, which I have made it my life's work to learn. All of military history and um, global economics and and um, uh, spiritual, uh, uh, religious uh, uh, economics uh, and fervor and the like, then you would understand. So the, the global banking system that is here now that controls the, the fake system uh, that the that the, um, the Swedes invented when they were the Temple Knights came from that same that was the Norwegians uh, and their banking system with the Phoenicians at the time uh, that they created that the check and the and the and the uh, credit cards and and that sort of stuff that we have today they just integrated all of that into the global banking system they had a form of it before but it wasn't the same and it didn't work as well. <clears throat> Once they learned uh, the Norwegian ideology of not teaching anybody your language uh, and learning everyone else's language so that you could keep all of your stuff and nobody understood it, that worked for 10,000 years on this planet. So they took that to heart with their banking system and did the same. And once they were infiltrated by the Italians, which infiltrated very quickly with the Spanish uh, during the time, because when um, when Columbus came to America, he flew the, the uh, Templar flag when he came here because by that time they had already been integrated uh when they were in the holy land the italians and the and the frankians the the franks which are the french uh and the norwegian vikings were all integrated into the knights templar and that's when they put all that together and they borrowed everything for their banking system which eventually became the world banking system that we have now uh, and then, of course, they attacked all of them to take it from them, and they all had to go into obscurity. Uh, and that's why you have all of the Viking countries still not being taken over by all the other countries that are ruling the, the banking system in the world because they were the Templar Knights and the descendants of the Vikings and the descendants of the Celts, which are the word Celts comes Kelto comes from Keltoi. Celtic comes from Keltoi, which is a Greek word that means those people who live up north that are non-Greek, just like the word Frank. For the French, the Frankians, it's still the German word for uh, for France is Frankreich, <laughs> right? It's, it's still the same same uh, title uh, for the French that we call the French, the Frankia, Frankreich, Frankia, uh, Franklin, right? There's people with that last name. I know a few of them. That is the English translation of Frankreichia, 
or Frank Reich or uh, Franklandia, right? Frankland. So um, that's the nobles of France that go back to the Knights Templars. See, that's the stuff that most people don't know about. Peter does. Peter Coyle does. He and I have had many, many, many hours, hundreds of hours of conversations about this over the years. Uh, Peter knows more about that than I do, right? So, I mean, look what he's saying. The cotton works commonly known today, right? And then it says, uh, Dias, the, the winters, the house of Rot, Rothschild, right? Red, the Windsor. Right. Yes, he's giving you that. He's giving you a little plug there, a little detail, guys. He's giving you a little tidbit, little snippet that Windsor changed their name, uh, and that they are you know, Winter means wind. Uh, Windsor means winter. Rot the house of Rot, which is red, which is Red Shield, which is Rothschild. Rothschild, not everybody thinks it's Rothschild, like a children child. It's not. It's Rothschild, which means red or rot. Right, wrought shield, red shield. The Windsor family are descendants and cousins too. That's why the Windsor, that's where you get that from. And he's showing you that right there in his little statement, showing you that they're in fact the same people, the Third Reich, the Fourth Reich, which means rain, which means land, right? That's why you have Frank Reich, meaning French or France. Do you understand? And the Third Reich, and now it's the Fourth Reich. What does that mean? What does the word Reich mean? He's telling you that. He's giving you that little tidbit of information. So that shows you that the people in England and the people in America who are the oligarchs are cousins, and they are descendants of the Rothschild, right? The the Habsburgs and Hollerenzollerins who became the Red Shield, uh, and they, those are the people that were in charge of the world then and during nazi germany it's the same people world war one was two of those cousins feuding started the first world war how did that expand everybody else because the people in america the oligarchs in america were their cousins still are and in england so you had the germans who were backed by one cousin attacking the the other uh, cousins people america and that's why you have if you look up the habsburgs and the hollerenzollerins it is two eagles facing each other only they made their heads look like a chicken head, so it doesn't really look like a, an eagle because it's an elongated head. So people think it's a different kind of bird uh, than, than the eagle, but it's two eagles. And so if you look at the, the American eagle, the, the eagle's facing one direction and the Nazi eagle's facing the other direction, it is it is the, the merger of the two cousins of the Habsburgs and the Hollerenzollerins. One became the Windsor, one became the Rothschilds. Do you understand? And then they eventually got back together after they settled their differences during the Second World War. And now they're all working together. And that's what he's telling you about. They changed their name to Windsor, the English throne. They, they look it up. You can find out they had a different name before that. And you'll find out that, that name was directly related to the Red Shield, which is directly related to the Habsburgs and the Hollerenzollerins prior to that in the 17 and 1800s. <clears throat> same people ruling the world uh, 400 years ago or the same people ruling the world today, peeps. Okay. <clears throat> right, so that's what he's, he's saying. The cotton works commonly known today as the Dios, right? You have that too. And I'm not going to get involved in, in all that. We'll trigger our algorithm. That's enough of that. You guys need to do a little bit of research yourself. 
right? Because uh, that's why he's being cryptic in what he's saying, and that's why I'm being cryptic in what I'm saying. Drink some water, I know, for my throat, right? I need to be doing – I have it here, and I haven't had any, right? Thank you. Denise said, drink some water, Leo. Okay. <clears throat> I know I, I've been I've gone a whole hour and 15 minutes without taking a drink, haven't I? I don't really don't do that. And I have a problem with my vocal cords, and here I am just abusing my vocal cords. See, I've been gone for a week, haven't been on the air, and because of that, I'm blah, 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 <clears throat> doing damage to my vocal cords. So, here, hold on, let me take a thicker drink. I'll take some coffee in here. That'll stick to the vocal cords a little bit more than the water does. Water washes everything off, and the coffee will actually hang on the vocal cords, which is good for me right now. So, right, okay, so Peter, yeah, Peter's last king of Germany was Wilhelm, right? The defeated Wilhelm Kaiser, right? Kaiser meaning uh, king. Wilhelm, the defeated in, in 1916, affected, uh, uh, I think he's trying to say, affected to England, and this is where all this begins. Uh, and he says, morning, morning star, right? Yeah, so he's giving you some more clues, and I'm not going to de decipher that, because if I do, the algorithm is going to get me. Okay, so read carefully the two things that Peter Coyle has said for you guys to read. I'm going to put this up on the screen. All right, here's the first thing he said. <clears throat> I'm not going to read it again because I already did once. Okay, so that's the first thing. The cotton works commonly known. Okay, I won't go any further than that. For those of you who read that, those of you who have the actual visuals, those of you who don't, and you're listening to the MP3 file, go back and listen. Right. And then he put up this little tidbit right here. Right. Last king of Germany, Wilhelm. Look that up uh, in 1916 and then look up uh, everything that happened and transpired after that leading up to 1938. 1916, isn't that weird? That was right at the end of what? The First World War, which we talked about. And then from 1916 to 1936, at the beginning of the Second World War. All of that comes to light. And I can't, I'm not going to go any further because the algorithms are not friendly. Okay, so, so what you can now let's get into the, the people have said, you know, when is all this going to end? I've had people, several people ask me this. So, so for those of you out there, I'm not giving away who you are who asked me this question. It's not just you, it's not just one of you. Many people just in the last week, but I have this conversation all the time. If you know me, you know that people ask me this. Some of you in the audience have asked me this. When's all this going to end, man? When are we going to defeat them? Okay, you guys need to understand something about how it works, how the universe is designed and why it's designed the way it is. Some of you out there know, okay? Right? Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, Wayne's on to it. Spiked hat brigade. Wayne's on to Wayne, you're on to it. <laughs> Wayne knows. Wayne's keeping away from the algorithm. Wayne's going back a little further to the Diest clan, right? And that's where you get the Dias that he talked about. That, okay. <laughs> right? So Wayne's on to the Diest idea. Look that up. That's the French connection, right? So Wayne, yes. <laughs> right? Spiked hat brigade. Mm -hmm. Pointy hats. Very important. Okay. So that takes us back to Atlantis, pre-Atlantis. Okay. That that's the Luciferian connection. I'm not gonna dive my I'm algorithming myself to death here now. Okay. Those of you who don't know anything about that, heed what I just said, and I'm gonna put this up for you guys to see because that's another big clue that ties together everything that 
I just pulled it up there from Peter Coyle. Okay. So, so that goes back. You guys can watch the documentary Above Majestic. You'll get the gist of that in that. Okay. Watch Above Majestic or Packing for Mars. Definitely blatantly, openly in Above Majestic. And you'll get the answer to what Wayne just talked about. Or at least you'll get the information that'll give you more information that'll make it a little bit clearer, including going back to the burning of the Alexandria by Julius Caesar. That's how far back this goes. All the way back. That's why I was talking about the Phoenicians, the Mesopotamians, and all of that with the Greeks and all of that in the Mediterranean. Okay? It goes back thousands of years. Oh, and on top of that, wait, guys, there's more. They've just uncovered, <clears throat> not too long ago, proof, proof of life on this continent, North America, in the United States, that dates back 130,000 years to a group of people who lived here then. So this whole notion that we, and they didn't come out of Africa, by the way. Okay. No African DNA. They did, however, they were the, uh, not the Denisazans, but they were the, the Caucasians. So they did come from Europe through Asia. <clears throat> but there was another group who was here prior to that. And this is the, the before the, um, the uh, um, what do they call them? The knife people. Um before the before that they found that blade that that, that they call the uh, it's not obsidian but it's another thing <clears throat> and they call the entire group of people that that was 12 to 16 to 18,000 years and some of that goes back to maybe 20,000 this is further uh and it's proof they've actually found skulls dated to skulls the bones themselves and poop uh, I, you know, from a cave that goes back 130,000 years. And they actually put together, I saw what the woman looked like. Uh, she was four foot seven and a half. And she weighed about 85 to 90 pounds. And they took her skull and, and put it together so that we could see what she actually looked like with skin and, and everything. Um, and she was actually quite lovely. Uh, so we, So just so you guys know, right? Yeah, Peter says, yeah the burning of new york right uh, yeah right <laughs> right okay so um so the way things are designed you have to understand this dichotomy this war that everybody thinks that there is first let's start with there is no war between good and evil and all of the stuff that you've been taught that there's two thrones and that God and the devil are equal and they're sitting up in on Mount Zion or wherever, whatever religion you call that place, uh, Valhalla, heaven, whatever you want to call the, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the place that is in your whatever your religion is, uh, Elysium, if you're Roman, um, it, you know, it is. Um, it's just not true. There is no there is no two deities. One is good and evil, and they're completely equal and opposite to each other. And they're playing a game like Batman and the and the Joker, and they're vying for their control over the humanity and the and the, that's not true. Okay, um, that is happening in this place. Okay, that is happening in this place, but 
on the grander scale, that's just absolutely poppycock. It's absolute folly. It's not true. It's a lie. It's made up. That's the greatest trick the devil ever proved, the devil ever pulled, is getting people to believe that he and the nefariousness and evil that is on this planet is just as viable and important and uh, and commanding and in control as the creator. That's just absolutely so untrue um, that you don't understand that unless you understand that this is um, that this entire situation that's happening, this exercise, this experience that you're having is an experience for babies. Okay. This is the experience for babies. And I've said this before, and I know that I lose some of you. If you look at a playpen, right, that 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 thing that you put babies in that has the really tall uh, sides and it's mesh so you can see the baby and you put the baby in there so the baby can't fall out or climb out. And the baby's in there for a few months until the baby becomes uh, close to a year old. And then the baby stands up and starts being able to pull themselves up on the side. And then they stand themselves and they're holding on and they're strengthening their legs and their arms and everything. And then they start climbing out and they fall out of that onto the floor and they cry because they hit their head or however they fall. And the mommy and daddy come running in. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They pick them up, put them back in there. And then eventually they continue to do that until they learn how to fall out and not cry. And then they find them on the floor like a turtle upside down. Only they're not upside down. Sometimes they are. Most time they're not. But they don't know what to do with their legs. And their feet and hands are just kind of scooting back and forth like this. And they're trying to flail and figure out what happens. And then eventually they realize that they get coordinated. And they start working together. And they start realizing they can scooch. And then eventually they realize they can crawl. And then eventually they stand up and they walk. That is what we're doing here. Do you understand that? That is what this place is. So if you're arrogant enough to listen to your ego and your ego tells us we're the most superior beings in the entire universe and the universe was created for us, you're right in one sense. The universe was created and there was no one in it to see it or witness it. And this is in the scriptures. You can look this up in the scrolls, okay, the Dead Sea Scrolls. This story's in there. This beginning story that I'm telling you is in... mm, 80% of all the scrolls talk about this. 90% of all the scrolls talk about the creation, but some talk about it in a different place than others do. And and it's usually just in a different way that you don't understand because you don't realize the correlation between who the Godhead is and the creation and and the hero character. And I've talked about that many times. Read the book from uh, Joseph Campbell, A Hero with a Thousand Faces, and you'll get an idea of what I'm talking about. It's a pretty thick book. It's big. Uh, but he understood that and, and published that. And I have never read it, but I, I've heard uh, about it and know about it. And once I read the scrolls, I, I'm like, well, I understand what he's saying. I haven't read his book, but I get what he means. Um, so I didn't read hardly anything, and I never do. I like everything to be organic. So I try to read, the, go to the sources for this. Well, what is everything based on? Well, it's based on this Mesopotamian scroll. Let's read it. Uh, and is there any other scrolls? Yeah, there's this one and this one and this one and all these here and here and all the countries. Let's read them all. That's what I did. I didn't, you know, so you come down to now and you realize that they're all based on that. Like if you listen to Led Zeppelin, you can tell who influenced them and their music by listening to their music if you've heard the other music. So all the bands of today, when I listen to them, I hear all the bands that were around 20 and 30 and 40 years ago. And I go, oh, they were influenced by this band and that band and this band. You can hear tidbits of their music in there to understand. Same thing with the 
reading of materials. Okay, so this experience was created. First of all, the universe was created and no one was in it to witness it. So then the creator created us and put us in it and continues to create us over and over and over, new ones, new ones, more and more. And then recycles us when we come back in and report in. We then can have a choice of becoming another individual again and popping back out and starting all over. And that happens and continues. But the only way it works properly is that you have to be, there has to be the veil. You have to be mind wiped. Okay. Um, this, so it's designed that way so that you can have truly have the experience of life and truly experience the beauty and wonder of the creation of the universe. Okay, and we don't just see what's on Earth. Those of you who are stuck here on Earth, you've seen Earth for the past 127,000 years. And so you think that's all there is in the universe, but there's other places that you have been. You just don't remember that. Okay, and then on a larger scale, you created it all. You just don't remember that because you're pretending not to. But on a higher, higher level, you do remember it. Okay, so down here, we're pretending that we don't know anything. I don't know anything. I've forgotten it all. And we're forcing ourselves to, to hide that from ourselves on purpose so that we could have an organic experience. And then we created this dichotomy between good and evil, this yin yang that has to work here and chase each other around over and over and over for all of this to happen. So there is no war. There's only a dichotomy. That doesn't mean war. Okay, that means dance, actually. It's like the Kali Yuga. It's a time. It's a, it's a time of tribulation, a time of trouble. So, so everything that everybody has been reporting, um, yes and no. Denise, everybody, Denise posed the question. Let me pop that up on the screen. Does everyone come back, that, does anyone come back that's not mind wiped? Very few. That doesn't mean that you don't wake up once you're here. Okay. Very few come through. Even Jesus, who came here legally, was mind wiped when he was a child. He wasn't born with all the knowledge of who he was. But quickly he remembered because he was to do that. Okay. So even if you guys want to think that, well, I've heard that Jesus was fabricated. The only people who are saying that are Hebrews who are, in fact, still trying to discredit Jesus because they believe that they're the chosen people and only Jewish people and their religion is the only people that's going to be saved. They're still egoic as a religion. They're stuck in their ego, and they don't give over the possibility of anything else other than their Hasidic ideology. Okay? So it, so they say, well, they, well, the Romans invented the, the Jesus. I read that whole theory, and it doesn't work because the beginning of their Bible— starts out with a thing, I'm not going to get involved in that, okay, but the Genesis, that is the Old Testament's first words, is part of what they say was created, but yet they have it in their Talmud. Do you understand? I'm not going to get involved in all that right now because that would take me an hour to, to discuss because that's an entire documentary unto itself. And it actually is several documentaries that you can look up. Okay, so does anyone actually come back completely not mind wiped? That is very, very rare. However, people wake up once they get here. Okay, to get here, if you're coming here on purpose to wake up, you will. Do you understand? Anyone else, if you're coming here for the very first time, no. 
you don't come through awake because you're not supposed to. Right. But there's always you have to remember that there's nothing perfect. So everything is odds. So there's always going to be the one that might come through. And that usually ends up somebody that was supposed to anyways in the longer scheme of things. So it was their first time here, but they were to intervene on purpose. Right. Um, Because in truth, I've only been here this not this lifetime, but I was not here for the first time. I didn't go through the third for the first time here on Earth. Neither did Jesus. So in a sense, some of us came through and we woke up, and but we weren't here for the very first time. So even Jesus, who came through and woke up very early, this was, wasn't his first time. It was his first time on this planet. Actually, it wasn't even that. It was his 12th time on the planet in, in a different name, right? So so he, he was there. That was his 12th time. Even his first time, he woke up at the exact same time. So Wayne said, if I'm not mind wiped, is that deja vu? Yeah, well, no, yes, yes and no. That's a good question, Wayne. That's a really good question. Um, when you are getting closer to the fourth and the fifth, moving through and into those realities with your vibration, you start getting more deja vus because time is only linear here, meaning there is a, a past behind us. It's not now. There's a present, which is now, and there's a future, which we perceive is not happening yet. That perception only happens here in the third dimension, the third density on purpose, so that we can have this organic experience of time. We have to have the perception of time to allow us to grow. Do you understand? But after this, when you go to the fourth and the fifth and above that, Time is is all now. There is no past, present, and future. It all happens now in this moment. So everything that happens to you from the time you're born until the time you die, you know instantly now because it's all now. Time is just the distance it takes to physically go from one place to another. That's the only way time affects anything in the universe outside of this reality. So when you become closer in your vibration, as your vibration is vibrating at a higher level, not at a faster speed, it actually slows down <laughs> when you get to a higher level because our vibration here is so fast, we're almost moving at the speed of light. We're moving faster throughout the universe than anyone else. It's the only way to slow down time. So we're vibrating really super fast and that slows down time because we're almost at the speed of light. So we're, we're almost at the speed of time. Do you understand? So because of that, it stretches out the time to a further distance and we perceive now is now and something that happened that it's over here and it's gone and something that hasn't happened is not here yet and it'll get here if we wait for it because we'll move to it do you understand so the closer you get to that place the slower you vibrate in your vibration as you're vibrating at a higher level and you start getting deja vus so the more deja vus that you have the more you're actually on track spiritually to where you should be going towards. So if you if you find that you've done something in your life and you've made a, a, a move and you've lost the deja vus, find out what you did and put yourself back on track. I learned that very early on. And then as I got older, I realized other people knew it as well. And I realized I was right in my assessment that the more deja vus I had, the closer I was to moving at the right place in the right direction for my soul to become closer and closer to graduation from this place. So that's actually a very good question.
right? So, yeah, Denise, I get a lot of deja vus. People call me crazy. Let them. Don't tell them anymore. Uh, that's what I do. I rarely do I say that unless I say to somebody, have we had this conversation already? Because if we have, please stop me. Because I don't, I have memory of having this, but I don't think you do. <laughs> that's how I do that. Right? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Peter, Peter, if I could talk to crystals and tell the crystals knowledge and you buy that crystal in a previous life, again, the knowledge is revealed. That's why the crystal skulls are so important. And all 13 of them, there's that number again. And we currently have 12 when we begin, when we get the 13th. That's why that's so important for the human race. Peter's on to a little bit of secrets there. And that's why. When Atlantis fell, which was uh, a nefarious act by um, the majority of the Atlanteans trying to murder the entire globe again to set a global reset, that's why they cracked almost every crystal that there is on the planet, except for the ones that are now forming. Uh, and even the ones that are forming are forming uh, that are still damaged. And they made sure of that by detonating over and over and over many nuclear weapons worldwide to continue uh, and exacerbate the damage done during the explosion of the Atlanteans who were trying to disrupt all worldwide communication and destroy the crystals because they lived on that. And they abandoned the planet and stranded those people, those Luciferians who were also nefarious, they stranded them on the planet, but those ones didn't want to kill the slaves. They wanted to continue using them. Um, that was one of the deluges that happened here on the planet that was uh, orchestrated. Um, there's, You can look that up if you go back far enough. Uh, the Kilbourne Bible talks about that. That's the Scottish Rite um, uh, Bible, uh, the seven f beginning books or six beginning books of that 13 um, book Bible and the uh, the other ones too, the ones after that, uh, the, se the seven after that or the seven early ones, the six after. I'm not sure exactly how it works now, if it's six or seven, seven or six. Either way, the first scroll came out of Egypt during uh, during the Exodus. And that talks about the destruction of the earth prior to the deluge and prior to the Atlanteans. Uh, it talks about that one, which is 75,000 years ago or 128,000 years ago. Uh, and then the one that was 75,000 years ago as well. So those are mixed in with that. And if you read the Dead Sea Scrolls, you find uh, some of that information as well in there in a couple of those scrolls. Not the Book of Truth, though. The Book of Truth is all about the Christ and the Godhead. That is the Christ and the cre from the creation to Jesus and everything in between and all of the 12 lives of Jesus and everything that happened is in the Book of Truth. So I always tell people, if you're a Christian, look at the Book of Truth first, because you'll see that the Christianity expands further than everyone thought and that it is, in fact, the same deity. And that's where you get uh, the law of one comes in and also talks about that. That's why guys like uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name right this second. I can see his face uh, who talked about the law of one and actually lived with Carla in um in them, and he talks about um, the um, Milky Way, uh, this universe, the galaxy that is the Milky Way, that is this universe. Its personality is, in fact, named Jesus, and it is the Jesus character who ascended or descended into the human body. And the 12th time that he appeared here, called himself uh, Jesus Christ. Um, 
Yeah, 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 Peter. Here, let's put that up on the screen too. It, again, uh, it's in the mass, right? Metanium, is am I saying that right? Metanium scrolls. It says the new world will burn under the starlight, and um, that he's talking about. You can look up that. I'm not going to delve into that because Peter will get me going on everything he said here. You can get me uh, beat up from the algorithm and also going down a, 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 again. What he's talking about right there is another whole hour, two, three hours of a documentary that you guys might want to look into. Um, so look, in, look into that. Uh, Peter knows what he's talking about. So so you guys need to understand that in, in this place, this is supposed to happen. So when you rise above it, that's when you become non-fearful anymore for your soul and you also don't fear this nefariousness because you actually understand that that fluid dichotomy that beauty that is perfection in the universe that this good and evil have become and that you see that it was a creation by the creator at that point and that there is no dichotomy there is no battle there's no fight there's no war at all they, they don't they want you to fight them that's their wheelhouse. If you engage in war, you remove yourself from the holiness uh, of, of the creation and you move yourself into the nefariousness of their evil ways by fighting them, by wanting to duel them and go to war with them. And we have to defeat you. They can't. They, that's why that was if you watch and I tell people this all the time, watch the conversation that. Batman had with the Joker in the movie uh, with what's his name who died. I can't think of his name right now. I'm a fan, but right now I'm not on to thinking about him. So I have him on my Facebook page. I have a thousand pictures of him. Um, watch the dichotomy between them, the conversation that they had on that structure that was being constructed while they were waiting for the the evil nefarious guys in the prison to blow up the the uh, the, the 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 innocent civilians while the, they're also waiting for the innocent civilians to blow up the evil nefarious guys and nobody did that and that perplexed the joker but understand and realize what they meant the joker has more knowledge and is more wise than batman is in that moment and that's, you know, when he says another time, when he says, you know, you want to kill me. No, I don't want to kill you. You complete me. The Joker was more awake to Batman's wokeness. The Dark Knight was not awake yet because he was too busy being in the fight. It wasn't until the Joker said, you have this rule that you won't kill anybody. And I'm going to prove to you this and the dichotomy of them fighting over the souls of Gotham. He understood in that moment, and, and you're supposed to as well as the audience, understand the dichotomy that is the feng shui, that is the yin-yang, that is this dichotomy of good and evil here uh, in this particular experience that is 3D. And that happens everywhere throughout all known universes in the mind of the creator. Uh, it's designed that way so that we can have this organic experience and understand and and live to witness this. That's what it's all about. It's a game we're playing with ourselves to uh, pretend that we're not ourselves. So that Heath Ledger, thank you, Denise. Heath Ledger, God rest him. Um, all of that is designed for us so that we, but that's why the when the, 
the A's, as uh, Coolier would say, uh, the Andromedans are like, why are you pretending you're asleep? Because they are coming from a place above this reality. They're coming from a, a density higher than this one to where they're already awake. And they're saying, but you're awake too. Why are you pretending that you're asleep? If you don't know that, listen, go and find Alex Coolier's stuff on YouTube and start watching him from the 90s to now. Watch his videos and you'll see many conversations that he had with the um, what he calls the A's. So he gets around the algorithm. <laughs> he doesn't say the, the word that place Andromeda um, at, at all so that he doesn't get taken down. So they are like, why are you pretending that you're asleep? Because we're supposed to here. But they know that the majority of the souls on this planet are not here for the first time. They're not here for the first grouping of lives either. When I say the first time, most of you think this is my very first time as a human. And well, I'm not that. No, you could be here up to almost 10 or 11. It takes between 10 and 15, usually 8 to 15 lives for the average person to to first become aware of that they are something I think therefore I am and they move into the third density and become a human in this place other things many other things across the known universe 24% of of the third di di dimensional beings are human all the rest are not okay uh, and and by and large bipedal as well by the way it made it simple but not exclusively. And I'm not going to get into all of that. That's that's where the title that I have that I never use of alien uh, expert that I don't like. Um, but then again, I didn't like the teacher title either. And I, my life uh, number is 33. So I'm a master teacher <laughs> by, by my definition of my soul, the birth, the second I was born, the minute, the hour, the day, the year. Uh, that I was born into, the body that I was born to, all of that is is uh, telling. Uh, my DNA, in fact, uh, the 33 in the helix, in the double helix uh, as well. And so I'm, I am a 33 life. I was born September 10th, 1967. That's 9, 10, 67. That adds up to 33 when you, when you break it all down. Right, nine ten becomes one, nine becomes nine, nine plus one is ten, plus one is 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 eleven, plus nine is 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 uh, twenty, plus uh, uh, six and seven is thirteen, that becomes thirty three. So it's twenty, right, and then thirty three. Um, so if you do the math, I know that was quickly, but if you do the math, you'll see that my life numbers are thirty three, uh, which is the most rare. It's it's eleven plus twenty two. The the only other two rare master uh, numbers. 11 and 22 together become 33. 11 plus 22 is 33. So, so 33 is my life. That is the ultimate life number of the master teacher, the, the, the enlightened ones, the Illuminati, the real ones, the light workers, the light beings, the, the, everything in, in history that, that you hear of. Um, so, and I, I didn't know that. And I, I'm not bragging about it. I'm just saying I didn't know it until somebody said, what's your life number? And I said, I don't know. And they said, when were you born? And I told them. And they did it. And they were like, oh, my God, you're like, like a master teacher. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, I am. I'm a Reiki master teacher. No, no, no. You're like one of the ascended masters. And I'm like, oh. Um, so, okay. So I realized that there's a tell that tells people that. I knew all that, but I wasn't, didn't know that there was a, that it was involved in all that, but it is in everything. And then I realized that in every aspect of every part of my life, including my name, 
my DNA, everything tells exactly who my soul is and where my soul came from. It's the same as wearing a, a, a tartan uh, if you're a, a Celt. The tartan, the pleats, that's the folds, the creases, and the color designs that is the plaid. It tells your family history. It's the same as the war beads or the family beads uh, that the Native Americans would carry. In fact, if you if you watch Last of the Mohicans, he comes in at one point with these beads, uh, and those beads told the history of his DNA and his family and his race as a as a Mohawk Indian. Um, and uh, he showed that to the Algonquin king to show that he wasn't just some schmo. Uh, Celts are the same way. When you look at the tartans, the tartans tell you who the, the tabards tell you who the, that's just like the coat of arms uh, that the Europeans eventually uh, used for the, for all the Celts. It was the, they wore it when they walked around with that skirt on that they wear. It told their whole history, the whole family history. Okay. So in this place, let's get back on point in this place at this level we're mind wiped and so we don't get to know what's going on on purpose so that we have an organic experience so that we understand what's happening in the in, and get to witness this beauty of the creation and we're pretending that we're not the creator who created when in fact we all are just on a higher 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 level way the fuck up there that's a, a millennia from now and all of this has to be that way. So once you get to that point where you understand that, you actually understand that, not understand it because we don't stand under anyone. See, that's part of my programming that I'm still getting rid of. When you understand that, you become not afraid anymore of death. And then when you rise your vibration above that and you look back down on it, you see that it's beautiful, that it's perfect. It's perfect like everything else that we created. But it's necessary. So there will never, ever be a time. And I use that word loosely because time only is affected here in this reality, uh, in any third dimensional reality throughout the all of the known creation. That's the only place that it is affecting anyone. And it's done because here is where the babies are. Here's where you first come in not knowing anything. And we set this place up to protect ourselves. And at the same time, by not designing evil to go past a certain point, that also protects ourselves. Do you see? Do you understand? Do you understand? So this is supposed to be this way, and it will forever be this way. The pendulum just swings from one side to the other. And, and it was swung nefariously way, way over to, and I, I should say to the left, I should be going left here, uh, way over to the left by the evil uh, uh, to try, because they think that by creating AI and convincing everybody that computers are alive and that the AI God is a real thing, that in some way they can recreate the creation. And that's what this attempt has been is to recreate the, 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 the creation and break away from to try and in some way gain that which they want and they are trying to get us to create by lying to us and corrupting all of the religions to tell us that there is evil and the devil and a hell that you're going to go to and that the devil it's in all the literature and all the movies throughout time is equal to god because if they think that if they can convince everybody in every reality not just this one that we're in but in every other one they can control 
of all of this that in some way they can recreate the beginning of, of creation and separate themselves off from it and become a thing and then eventually expand themselves out to take over everything, including the mind of the creator itself. But it was designed to not be able to do that. It was never designed to ever be able to do it because we thought of that contingency very long and hard before we made up the scenario. But we also wanted to test ourselves, so we gave ourselves this here. Do you understand? Do you understand? That's part of the knowing that you're getting close to if you're having deja vus. Another way that you know that you're getting close to uh, being awake and staying awake is when you can concentrate and hear your thoughts before your thoughts. Your brain is a construct of this place. So when your mind thinks the words before you say them out loud, that happened prior to that. And when you're able to perceive that, you get an entire concept that happens all at once. All of it goes boosh to the brain. And then the brain goes and extrapolates it all out into words that you can then say out loud. But if you pay attention to every thought you have, the entire concept as one thing appears to the to the mind. And where does that come from? That comes from you, your soul. Because there, there is no time, so you don't have to think of words in the entire concept. It's all now. And so those are the glimpses that you get with the deja vus that are telling you that you're on the right track to that point. And when you raise above, and that's what I do with that 30-second meditation, and I put you in that place of the witnesser, witnessing, you're above the thinking mind and above the egoic thought. So the ego can't reach you there, and neither can this construct that is a thinking mind that people have such a hard time uh, uh, silencing when they're trying to sleep. I can't turn my mind off. That's because you think that's you. Your ego has convinced you that the thinking mind is you, your soul. Do you understand? Do you understand? And when you equate yourself with that, you're equating yourself with this conceptual reality, which is fake. It's designed for us, by us, to teach us like children. And as a child, you come to the realization that this is not you, that you're above that. And when you put yourself there and stay there as often as you can, even though it's all designed to keep you here, a distraction, everything is a distraction. There's nothing that you hear, taste, smell, see, or perceive that is not distracting you by your ego for your egoic thought and the pain body, including the pain body, to anchor you here. That's the playpen that you're in. That's the escape room inside the escape room inside the escape room, which I, I uh, unfortunately for like six months or eight months called the panic room inside of a panic room. And a panic room is a thing that you run to to protect yourself. It's the escape room inside of escape room inside of escape room. But, it, but in, in a sense, it is the panic room. So I was right and wrong by, by the vernacular that I used. And I realize that now, right? 
So I'm, I'm saying that to those of you for the first time on air that I, I do realize and did realize in the beginning I didn't. I was calling the escape room the panic room, but it, they are the same. That's the yin and the yang. An escape room is a panic room. A panic room is a place you lock yourself in to keep yourself safe. That's what we've done here. And then we're supposed to escape from that panic room that we put ourselves into. Do you understand? So they are one and the same. So this is the trial of your soul to become what? An adolescent from a baby. And it's that simple. When you understand, when you actually get the concept of what's happening here and know it and know a thing to be a thing, you laugh at how childish this is. That's why when people say, when you read the scrolls and you read all of these Bibles and things, how do you not have a Christian standpoint? Because I understand that all of those scrolls are stories that you tell to children that are no different than Hickory Dickory Dock, the clock, clock, the mouse ran up the clock. It's no different than Little Boy Blue, right? The beginning of that nursery rhyme. It's no different at all. They're exactly the same. They are the same story by the way. <laughs> okay. So, so everything that you think, oh my God, what are, they're doing this evil to us. And I don't know. It's a perception of that. It's not real. None of it is real because this reality isn't real. What's happening to me and you here is not real. It's just a game we're playing with ourselves. We can close my eyes and I can count to 20 and you can run and hide. And that'll be no different than what's being played out in politics on television. No different at all has no consequence to my soul at all nor yours do you understand that it's our perception that's why uh, you know peter the other peter from south africa peter gv keeps trying to tell me he wants me to finish doing the 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 uh um you know is your reality getting in your way because that's what it's all about so we we are going to have to do that i have to put that together because that is the, the truth if you are buying into this conceptual reality as real, then that's important to you in your life. This construct, corporal body that this mind is in with this ego, that's this pain body, becomes very important to me if I think this is all there is. I become afraid of death because I don't know what's after that. And there's rumors, but I don't know. So because of that, I don't want to die. Will I still fight to live? Yeah, I like being here. Food here is good. Sex is good, right? Men and women are sexy. This planet is sexy. Everything here, even the water is sexy. Everything here is sexy. It's designed to be that way. So I'm enjoying it while I'm here. You should too, <laughs> right? But not. But don't get all crazy, stupid, and start doing nefarious shit. There's the line that you have to choose unless that's you and you want to choose to be evil. Go ahead. It's your choice. You can do that. Just know that that choice has an ending, has a beginning, has a middle, and has an ending. Your soul does not. So choosing the other way that is not nefarious, that is not narcissistic, that is not evil, is continual forever. But that little portion, that half of this reality is only works up to the sixth dimension halfway. And that's the purgatory of the hell. Three more above this. We're third from the bottom. 
Three more above this is the only other time you have to worry about evil being in any way a part of your existence. And after we leave here, they start to separate and become more obvious so you can't hide like they can now. So you end up having planets with good people and planets with evil people and wars between planets like it was in this solar system in our past that we remember with Mars, Muldeck, and Earth. But that got taken away when all of those people graduated and the other ones didn't and stayed here and then got stuck. But you don't know that because you don't remember it. But if you read some of the scrolls, it tells about it. Okay. So I think I'm going to stop there because I'm at the two-hour mark, right? And and I've already gotten way confusing. So I did get into politics in the beginning, but you have to because that's all part of the dichotomy that it makes up this experience that we're supposed to have. To truly understand life, you have to have death. And to have death, you have to have evil. So you have to have good and then the opposite. So you have to have light and then darkness. You have to have nefariousness and holiness. You have to have those to understand life, and then you have to be mind-wiped. Otherwise, you will not understand them and live them because you know who you are. If you're not pretending that you are asleep, then you're awake. And if you're awake, then you remember who you are, and all of this becomes null and void and nothing. Do you get that? Do you see? So it's only important until it's not. Important. I hate the way people say that. Important. It's only important. Until it ain't potent. So it's only there for you to climb out of, to understand, to climb out, fall on the ground, and not cry and get put back in. That's the part where people say, don't go into the light. There's a trap, and your soul keeps recycling, and you can never get out. That's not true. The, the lie about the fact that there's a prison planet and that you're stuck here is the lie that was told to keep you stuck here. <laughs> Do you see? There is nothing there keeping us here but us. We've created that reality because someone told us in these ancient scrolls, and then they tell us over and over, over and over again, and, they've, and they went into the, to the UFO community and convinced them to buy into the temporal war. We lost the first temporal war, and, and because of that, now you're fighting from a defensive place, and it's all been taken over by AI God. When did the AI God get here? The AI God wasn't here 100 years ago. There was no AI on this planet yet. So there was no AI God. AI God was invented when computers were invented. So that so that didn't happen until Skynet went live. And Skynet went live when the theory of computers went live in 1994. <laughs> right? The theory of it was just earlier in 1980s when they created that whole scenario. And then they've gotten you to buy into the fact, because they started with hell before that and the devil before that. And then they, they told you a little bit of the reality of the universe, but they to took it away from the sixth dimension and said it was here on Earth. Do you see? And that was done on purpose. And that was what was told in the dusty tomes. The devil will be unleashed on the Earth for a time. That time is over long, long, long time ago. But the residual is still here. And the people, the Luciferians, still propagate that because they're still trying to break away from the reality because they think they can create a new reality with them in charge. And they've convinced everybody since the 90s that there's this thing called the AI God that rules in the future. 
but the AI wasn't even, there was no AI until 19, until actually 99, 2000, when they created something that was the first AI algorithm. Before that, it was just a fucking uh, fantasy that somebody made up. Someday we're going to be able to have this. And they convinced enough people of that. And when you do that, that creates it. That's why when you look at sci-fi from the 60s, it became reality in the 80s and 90s. We still haven't been able to figure out a way of teleporting, right? But, but, but that's not true either because we do have that, okay? But we haven't put that into uh, 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 open because we're still making money off of fossil fuels and, and flying planes and, and driving shit from here to there. That's the only reason why that shit's not out there for the world to know about. So they, they, all of the information that was sci, science fiction became science fact because everybody read the science fiction and believed that it was possible to have that happen. And we created our reality. We're recreating because we're co-creators. That's why it's important that you be careful what you create. The more you buy into their reality and buy into this religion that is politics and money and finance and power and war, the more you buy into that, and buy into there's a devil and he's equal to God. And the more you buy into you're going to go to hell if you don't do this. And the more you buy into the Ten Commandments, which was also nefarious, by the way. And thou shalt not this and thou shalt not that and thou shalt not this. And if you do and all the books tell you that God got pissed off and tried to kill everybody, that wasn't God. That wasn't the creator of the universe. That was nefarious people trying to recycle everyone to be asleep. And they've done it over and over and over on the planet to control this narrative over and over and over and over. The deluge, all of that. Everything that you've ever read was nefarious beings murdering most of the population of the earth and then creating a scenario for the rest that has no education so that nobody knows anything. And then they introduce the same religions that they created before and those religions they have to have a 50-50 shot so they can't make it completely evil. Right? Yeah, Denise said exactly. God wouldn't say that. God would never say thou shalt. Why would God have an ego? The creator of the universe is so concerned that humans in this place, you shall not worship any other idols or gods above me. Well, that's egoic. That's a human construct. That's a human thought. That's ego. That's not the creator of the universe. Right. So and then everything that happens in the Old Testament of I'm smiting down the entire city because I didn't find anyone, not even babies and children that were innocent. Those are questions that holy people, those of us who are not nefarious, ask. Wait a minute. In Sodom and Gomorrah, you couldn't find even children. No, because of the original sin of women. Which was a story that had nothing to do with making women evil, by the way, in any way. That story was a serpent was was someone who was trying to tell you that that person who was telling you they are your God was in fact just a person and not a God. Not that there isn't a creator. There is. But those are all the scrolls that were taken out that gave light to anything above and beyond this reality. And in so doing gives you the information that you need to know, the tools you need to know to realize that everything that is being told to you is a lie, created, and, let, and given to you on purpose. But that still they can't hide 
all of the true stories that are in there. They, it's because it was created, so they can't. That's why they can't destroy all the documents. And they have to give you redacted shit, but it's still there. It's just got lines through it. And there's original copies that they line out because they can't destroy it. It's it, it, Their souls are not allowed to do it. But they don't want you to know that. So they try to hide everything. So what they do is they keep copies and then destroy all the other copies. And that's how they try to do it so that they go, well, you know, we're getting away with it. Because, But the problem is the universe is 50-50. If somebody keeps control of the documents, other people stole some too. And that was the Essenes putting things in the Dead Sea. And the Scots and the Irish and the Celts stealing away the information and, and taking them back to Scotland and Ireland and Wales and re- uh, copying all the books, you can look that up on how the Irish saved the 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 universe, how the Irish saved history. You can look that up; it's a true story. The the Celts rewrote all the books, everything that you that we have here in this on this planet that is that is history uh, and knowledge that happened prior to 1200s is only here because they stole the shit away. And copied them over and over and over and over and over and took them all the way back out and spread them out to the whole world. Otherwise, they'd all be gone when Alexandria burned down. But they kept some in the Vatican and a few other places that they were hidden. And there were some people. There's not everybody that's evil in all the religions. They can't. They, there's there's only ten percent of them. Okay, eight to ten percent of the entire population is actually evil. So even in everything they've tried to corrupt, all the religions and all of the offices and all of the everything, ninety percent of all the people in the organization are not nefarious. So they're like, I don't like what they're doing, and I think we should take and somehow copy this information and steal it away and hide it. And then they convince other people to watchdog everybody and call everybody else evil. You see, that's how they try to get around it. But people still then steal that shit away and hide it. And then it comes out in the future because that's the way the universe intended it. Do you see? Yes, we are here. Denise said we are here to learn from our mistakes. Without them, we don't learn anything. So the only way we can have mistakes is what? We can't know that we're perfection and that we created all this. We have so that we have to be we have to have the veil. We have to be mind wiped, and then the only way that works is we have to have the boogeyman, the bogeyman, the boogeyman to chase us. We have to have evil, evil and nefariousness. Otherwise, if everybody was good, we'd all be sitting around. We'd have it all figured out in no time, or we'd get fat and lazy, which is what happened, according to all the all the things I've heard from on world and off. Is that we all sat around like a bunch of stoned hippies uh, on surfers, going, "Yeah, man, I'm God, dude. So it's cool. I'll get there." Someday. Huh. I'm just chilling and enjoying life, man. I know that I'm God, so there's no reason for me to do anything but sit here and just chill, bruh. I'm going to cook some more burgers and have some steaks and some fritters. You guys interested? Yeah, man. We're making some alcohol too, baby. And that's all we did for millions of years. So the universe said this shit ain't happening fast enough. We said this shit ain't happening fast enough. It was supposed to be organic and the mind wiping and the boogeyman chasing us. So we had nefariousness and we gave everybody free will. You can be good or evil and have fun, do whatever you want, because eventually you have to learn both. So every one of us, that's why we always say, like Omar says his uh, all the time on his title, instead of his name, he says a reflection of you, because the truth is at one point I was a fucking evil dictator and I raped and pillaged and murdered and did all that shit because we all do. We have to have every aspect of all of it. So we, at some point, we did all of it. We were abused. We were raped. We were pillaged. We were murdered. And then we were the oppressor, too. 
So when you judge someone, judge not lest ye be judged because you are a reflection of them because you were them. And if you weren't, you will be. Do you see? So when you look at somebody and go, that motherfucker's pathetic because he's evil. You were that motherfucker. And in truth, you are that motherfucker. If you pull yourself out of this life and go up high enough and stop and then come down his chain, you're going to realize that the two of you are one and you are that murdering son of a bitch, rapist. You're the same. You are the same one. We are all the same one. The higher up you go, the more we become one. So every experience that we witness, that we see, good or evil, we are doing to ourselves all at once and pretending that we're separate beings. Do you see? Yeah, point a finger, and the finger points back at you. Look at me on camera. I'm pointing my finger at my camera, and my camera has a finger pointing back at me on my screen. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, guys. I love you guys. Uh, pass this on. Share this out. Um, you know, the, the deeper I get, the smaller my uh, orbit becomes. And I still, and yet I still do this. Why? Right? Um, because I know that my voice is on this planet for the rest of time, giving this knowledge, just like the the Tao Te Ching. That is from 864 years, you know, AD 864, right? Or no, BC. BCE, so before Jesus was even walking the earth, there was a guy that knew more than I know now, and he wrote it down in a book. I'm not writing it in a book because nobody reads print anymore. This is my book. And they can delete me if they want off of a platform, but it's still out there in the ether because it's there forever. So anything that I say is, is being broadcast to the universe, and eventually it returns back to this planet. So even if they delete me off of every digital platform, this information and my voice, is being broadcast and it's being heard even if some people can't find it right other people will find it in a different place and it's a scroll or a, you know a little cassette right a little dvd or right buried in the desert somewhere a thousand years from now i got to pull up the works of of orion rising and they're gonna, someone's going to play it and it's going to be the new dead sea scrolls for an entirely new generation of us pretending that we're all brand new again <laughs> think about that so so you it, for us to stop this nefariousness from happening it's as simple as just taking their power away i've said this before when you take a look at one of these people that are a rapist or a murderer and you lock them up in jail and all of a sudden that all their power goes away and they diminish and they become this feeble old little old man now that's not an act they try to make it worse to act like that. But the truth is they know they have no power because when they go in jail, they're in jail with people that are just like them and they're not the top dog in there. And they're going to be raped and killed and pillaged and, and sodomized and beaten and possibly murdered. And they're afraid of that. They have no power anymore. So, okay, so that's what happens in real life. When you take the power from them by not giving them any power, they only have the power we give them. It's like when if I say the word cunt, you're a cunt. Every single female just went, K -k 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 -k. and every guy went, dude, what are you doing? Dude, what are you doing? Because that's a trigger that has been programmed by you and family members 
that you need to go fucking crazy if some guy calls you this. That's a trigger. That's a button. The guys know they can push. Guys don't lose an argument. They're losing an argument and they got nothing left. They hit the nuke button. It's the P button. Right? Or the C button. I'm sorry. The C button. Launch a nuke. That's when all else fails and they're going to blow up the whole relationship now. You women have the same thing that you do with men. We, we have to get past those. That's ego. Your ego says, this word triggers me. Right? So this nefariousness that is on the earth has triggered themselves into, if I use the T word for the orange guy, people have programmed that like the C word to trigger themselves now. Do you see? All right, guys. I love you. You guys have a great night. This has been Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. I have a show on Monday. I should have said this at the beginning, and I forgot. Monday at 5 p.m. my time, um, I will have uh, Stephen and Evan Strong on, and I think a guest or two as well, talking about the next thing they're going to be doing at Uluru and the next convention that they're going to have coming up next month. So that will be this coming Monday, my Monday, at 5 p.m. my time, Pacific West Coast America time. Uh, and I will have them on, unless that changes, uh, I will have them on the show. And uh, they will be talking about their their uh, angle to the same information that I'm giving you, that is the mission that we're all on, uh, to wake up the people that are here to that should be awake, that have been kept asleep on purpose for a very, very long time. Uh, as the pendulum is now swinging back towards the side of light. So they'll be on Monday, and then I'll see you guys again on Wednesday uh, next week, and then again on Friday. Unless some craziness goes on again, then I have to be involved with all the conversations that I was involved with, learning the information that I kind of given you guys, and some of the stuff that Peter and I alluded to cryptically to keep away the algorithm <laughs> to some of the other stuff that was going on. There was also more that I didn't want to get into because we were already texting that algorithm like crazy over the course of our conversation. Have a great night. I'll see you guys. Share this out, share this out, share this out. I'll see you guys on the flip side the next time.